Welcome to Elevate, the podcast where we dissect exceptional achievers who are consistently raising the bar personally and professionally to produce extraordinary results in investment real estate and ultimately in their lives. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here. And I am with my man, Ben Kogut. Ben, how are you, sir? Unbelievably good. So excited to be here. Thank you so much. Man, we're laughing. We're having fun before the show. So I have no doubt this is going to be a lot of fun. And I really appreciate you being here. And I want to welcome Elevate Nation back because it's time to take it to another level. I have no doubt about that. That's what we're doing today. And I want to welcome you back to the show where our mission is to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. And this is where you learn the mindset, the habits, the routines, the systems, the tools, the strategies, and so much more from those who are elevating to a life without limits so you can do the same and even more for yourself. This is a masterclass for leaders and those looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes through real estate investing and ultimately in their lives. And if you appreciate what we're doing on the show, we would certainly be grateful if you subscribed, if you gave us a, a rating, a five-star review, it would certainly be helpful. Our goal is to meet, reach millions of people with this message because you know what? You don't just have to tolerate your life. You can live a life of unlimited abundance of unlimited happiness excitement um, we think real estate investing as well as personal growth is really the avenue to get you there but with that said i want to introduce our esteemed guest today ben kogut ben is a partner with hgh investments especially specializing in raising capital and investor relations ben is also an austin texas based commercial real estate broker with over 15 years experience his passion is to help investors make wise decisions. He also studied government and business at the University of Texas and later earned an MBA from the Action School of Business. And he's also a fellow CCIM certified professional. He's the best of the best. So Ben, welcome to the show, man. Tell us a little bit more about you behind the bio. Yeah, thank you. Uh, what's up, Elevate Nation? I've been, a, I've been a fan of the show since you started it. So it's just an honor to... Uh, to get to be here and share some of the uh, things that, that I'm up to in life right now. Um, what else can I add to that, man? I mean, it's just, I'm having the most fun I've ever had in my career right now. I'm getting to be with the best people that I can imagine being with. And, and that, and that keeps growing. And um, you know, I started a, my own podcast. I haven't launched it yet, but you and some other uh, people that are like-minded inspired me and I, I called it the, the real estate niche show. And um, yeah, just, um, really just enjoying life right now. I actually really can feel that from you, to be honest with you, that you're having the most fun of your career and your life right now. I mean, you, you just emanate just fun. So tell me about that. <laughs> I mean, how, how, how did you get to that point and, and what's so fun now? Um, so I think I, something I've heard you mention is, is really, I, I just made a decision that I'm gonna choose my life. I'm gonna choose the people I surround myself with. I'm gonna choose the career path that I'm going to go on and, and really just, um, education, um, constantly, constantly learning as much as I possibly can. And, uh, something new, uh, that I didn't quite know about myself until recently is that I've been teaching, uh, as well. So that has given me a lot of personal choice. So, uh, I mean, all those things, the travel, the going to conferences, looking at real estate and helping people, you know, learn how to invest, how to obtain passive income, and to understand the world that we're in about commercial real estate syndication, and like kind of seeing their eyes open up to a whole other world of quote unquote, uh, alternative investing, especially like with the way that like the, the, the stock market is like, especially right now. I mean, ugh, let's not even talk about that. But, um, you know, we don't have that volatility that other people are, are feeling that pain in the stock market right now. And, you know, hopefully that it bounces back, but it's going to, it's, it's been a struggle with the last couple of days. Yeah. So. And, and for those who are, you know, when we release the show, this will be a little bit older news, but just this yeah. week, you know, the coronavirus has become so kind of front front page news and it's really hit the stock market hard. And it's interesting as real estate folks, we're like, uh, what's going on? I mean, the rents are kind of yeah. still going up, you know, population still growing. And it's yeah. interesting. I mean, certainly everything's connected, but I do find it fascinating how fickle, you know, the stock market can be in comparison to real estate. 
I hope that uh, this is old news and the stock market completely bounced back and then some. So sure. forget what I just said. Whenever this gets released, I don't even know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I love it. But um, yeah, I mean, just going back to you and just having so much fun, you're talking about education. You're talking about you know education for yourself as well as being a teacher uh, yeah. to others and really as a capital raiser through what you're doing. You, you know, you're educating others and helping them make the appropriate decisions on this, as you mentioned, alternative investment of real estate syndication. Right. Um, but I love that. And, and I'd be curious to know, just kind of a little bit separately, was there a moment in your life or was there a process where you just said, hey, look, I'm not going to be that average guy. I'm going to do great things. I'm going to be extraordinary. Uh, was there a moment in your life where you really just drew that line in the sand or was it a process to get you to that point? So yes, and it, um, it, it was definitely a process. And what I would say is uh, about a year ago, um, I ended a, a relationship, it was an engagement, and I knew that it was going to hurt. I knew that I was going to be in pain. And so I, may, I, I, I sat myself down and I started writing down, okay, all right, if it's going to be painful, okay, well, what can I do to minimize that? And so at that point in time, I had been talking with my business partner, Corey, about coming on board. And I was sort of on the fences about it because my real estate brokerage business is going really well. And I said, you know what, if I'm ever going to give this a shot, now's the time to do it. So that was a huge pivot for me in my career to kind of take off my real estate brokerage hat and just focus exclusively on raising capital for commercial real estate syndications. That was number one. Uh, number two um, I, I learned some important life lessons like, um, can I, I don't know, I, I won't curse, but I'll, I'll share with you, uh, uh, um, have you ever heard the phrase? Be no, as authentic as possible, by the okay. way. Whatever you, you heard the phrase, no fucks given? Yes, yes. So no fucks given means different things to different people, but um, what, what, the way, what it means for me is I don't give a fuck what society has to say about, you know, you're this age, you're supposed to, you know, have this many kids and this kind of relationship and this much money and this kind of car and this kind of house and this kind of blah, 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 blah. It's like, that is complete bullshit. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like society, they, society constantly is telling us what we should or shouldn't do. And so I learned, um, should is not a thing. You know, it's whatever I choose to do. I mean, this, this whole Elevate podcast is about, um, you know, lifting up and learning and growing. And, and it's like, there's no should about that, except if you choose it. Mm. And so that, that has been, uh, that when, when, that, when I realized that, and that's number one. Number two. When did um, you realize that, by the way? Because it took me a long time. It was like mid-20s before I realized that. I'm like, wait a minute, I have to unlearn all this stuff. Yeah, is by it, the way, I'm 37. Yeah. Uh, right now. So, yeah. um, it, it, it just, it's been a process. I don't know that I could like draw a line and, and realize that. I mean, um, the other, I'll tell you another thing that I like a life lesson that I've learned that I'd love to share is, um, fairness life. You know, you hear people say life is not fair. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, hmm. what I've learned, there is no fair, there is no not fair. Fairness is a made-up concept. You can't you can't touch fair. You can't point to fair. You know, it's not a real thing. Life doesn't give a shit about whether something is or isn't fair. It just hmm. is. Hmm. And I um, I think that people that feel like that something isn't fair, it's a you know like a victim mentality a lot of the time. And um, yeah, it's just um, I don't live my life that way anymore. You know, I love and, that. So, and, and that came, that was a process. That was a series of conversations. And, um, and I, and then, I, then I realized it. it's okay. All right. So this is my life. I get to choose what to do with it. And, um, right now, like I am very deliberate, having a lot of fun and I have an opportunity to, you know, to give back through the teaching and through inviting people into real estate syndications and, um, starting to get into the podcasting world and, actually going to be teaching some seminars and stuff like that just locally here in Austin, just to kind of test that whole world out. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of, I call them small, cheap experiments, just trying things out and seeing what sticks and what doesn't. And, you know, if I don't enjoy doing it, I'm just not going to do it. 
That's so. awesome. Are you someone who's seriously looking to elevate your life, your business, your real estate portfolio, your cash flow, your deal opportunities, your access to opportunities, your network this year? Well, if that's you, then I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com because I'm currently opening up a few coaching spots for people like you who want to close the gap from where you are to where you want to be and really you know, expand that beyond your wildest dreams and explode your business, explode your deal opportunities, explode your vision for what you're looking to create. If that's you, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. I really have to tell you that this is not for everyone. This is only for those who are decisive. They're committed. They're willing to do whatever it takes. They're willing to invest time, energy, and resources into themselves to get to where they want to be and to live a life without limits, to elevate to a life without limits, which is really what we're all about on this show. If that is you, again, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. Again, that's coachwithtyler.com. Yeah. I, I mean, you're going to be, I know you'll be well received because you're somebody who people have fun listening to and hanging out with. So I have no doubt about that. But I mean, you're, you're really speaking to me with, hey, man, society is telling me what I can and cannot do and things aren't fair. But you made the choices and you made the decision to pivot from a successful commercial real estate brokerage business into syndication. Yeah. So I'd love to know, you know, what was the thought, thought process behind that? And was it, was there some fear to that pivot because of leaving behind, you know, perhaps a good or even a great business to maybe go to excellent or, or beyond? So uh, for me, it's all about people. I want to, I want to do business with people that I enjoy doing business with. Uh, my partner, Corey is somebody uh, we've known each other for three years. Uh, we did our first little deal together about two years ago. And then we literally started, we talked for almost an entire year. Uh, before we actually, um, before I agreed and we both agreed to, to go into business together. And so, um, and that was about a year ago. So I've been a partner in HJH Investments uh, for about a year. And um, at the end of the day, like that's, that's what I tell people, like there, there's, there's opportunities all the time, whether it be in real estate, whether it be in business, whether it be in really just about anything. But if you don't have a good feeling or there's, I don't know, chemistry, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like if you don't have chemistry with the people that you're going to spend a lot of time and, and trust and blah, 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 like forget about it. And so I, I love Corey and I knew that it was going to be a really good partnership. And so far it has exceeded my expectations. I love working with him. I love traveling with him. I love doing deals with him. And the rest of the people that are also on the team are also total rock stars and Corey just has a gift for being able to bring, you know, really good talented people into his world. And I knew that I wanted to be a part of that and it was worth taking a risk uh, to, to try that out. And it's just been super fun for me. It's like the perfect alignment of my 15 years of commercial real estate experience, my skills aligned with my passions for um, educating um, schmoozing and whining and dining every once in a while. And just like, you know, like, I don't feel like I'm a salesman anymore. I feel like I am uh, an educator and somebody that is blessed to bring uh, opportunities to people yeah. to get to make, you know, really good returns on their money. And like, I, it's like, we are not in the business of pushing somebody into a deal. Like that is the last thing that I would ever want to do. I want to offer you an opportunity and explain to you why and how and this and that. If it's not something that you want to be involved in, that's totally cool. You know, like we, that one like major lesson that I've learned from Corey in particular is to be indifferent. And, it, and I struggled with that at the beginning. Like I was really like, I, I can tend to be a little bit over enthusiastic maybe, but um, not to confuse excitement and enthusiasm with, you know, like trying to push somebody into a deal. It's not at all what I'm trying to do. And um, I 100% respect whatever decisions people decide to do. Luckily, uh, it's been going really well. It's been a successful uh, venture for us. So. Yeah, I mean, everybody has a different investment approach, right? You can't push somebody into a particular investment. But if you can, hey, you can make a, an awareness of an opportunity that, you know, we believe in very deeply, you mm -hmm. know, certainly that's, uh, that's a great place to live. And that's a great place to operate from. But you talked about chemistry a little bit earlier, you know, this is something that I've, I believe in deeply as well. It's like, 
you know, you can feel when there's something off with somebody and it's like, yeah, I don't really, I don't think I really want to do business with them. And I would encourage passive investors to look at their operators and say, Hey, what's that chemistry feel like to me? Because maybe there's something, you know, being communicated to you, to your infinite intelligence that, uh, that your conscious mind or your, your, your just general, you know, consciousness is not aware of, but I'd love to go a little bit deeper into that. And, you know, perhaps maybe you could tell a little bit about, you know, what, how do you identify the appropriate chemistry? Is it just more of a, a gut feel? I mean, is that, a, it's a hard thing to describe or, um, you know, I just think it's important um, for people to make their investment decisions and decisions in life based on the energetic feel, or I don't know if we're going down a path that uh, it's going to be difficult for us. But what do you think? I am not sure how to answer that question. It's not like uh, I'm swipe right, swipe left with the people that <laughs> right. I do business with. I do believe that there is some, yeah, you mentioned energy. Uh, I have not, I don't know how to articulate it except to trust your gut. Yep. Uh, that's the best way I can put it. You know, in this, there may not be anything else to say on it. I didn't know if we wanted to go any further, but I, um, one of the things there was a, I, I heard this mantra recently where people were, uh, it was actually an abundance exercise where that basically people were chanting this, this quote to themselves. Money is attracted to me like a magnet. I don't know if you've mm -hmm. ever heard of this quote, but mm -hmm. you know, as a capital raiser and someone who you, you're just talking about, Hey, I'm indifferent. I'm indifferent whether or not you invest in our deal. We'd love to offer you this opportunity. Um, but whether or not you choose to do that, that's totally your prerogative and we're not going to push you to do that. But I'd be curious to know, I mean, how is that kind of that indifference, the reason why capital is attracted to you and your opportunities, or is there anything else that you would point to that really attracts more investors and people to your opportunities? Um, I, I think it's a, it's a variety of, of uh, issues. I think it's core values. I think it's just meaningful relationships. I think it's track record. It's the deal has to, you know, fundamentally have the right unit economics for it to actually make sense. Um, so you can't just say it's just one thing. Um, I mean, somebody can be the greatest guy and most gregarious and friendly guy in the world, but then it turns out that it's Bernie Madoff and he's screwing everybody over. So right. um, it's all the, all the right ingredients have to, you know, be in place for um, any particular business to be successful. Yeah. So talk to me, let's fast forward a little bit into your business right now. What's an example of uh, some way that you guys have recently raised the bar in your business to elevate your own results? Um, it's, it's, it's all the fundamentals. We, uh, Corey brought in uh, a rockstar marketing department. Uh, Ashley Ruckman is, uh, she just, we just put out a new website. So it's hjhinvestments.com. It's an awesome um, website, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Just, just read, redid it all. So we're all, you know, we're upgrading everything, all of our investor decks. Uh, we have an incredible, um, you know, accounting department and, acquisitions department and management department. So like, you know, we're all, we're all working together. Um, Corey as our leader has, has done a really good job of making sure that the right personalities are in the right places as well. Um, and then um, I'll tell you one fun thing, you know, we're talking about fun. Uh, in December, I had the pleasure of inviting uh, about 50 or 60 of our investors that happened to be here in Austin. Corey came down from Wichita, which is where he lives. And we rented out um, like a super popular uh, barbecue place called Franklin Barbecue. Oh, I've been there. It's amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. People are waiting in line every morning for I don't know however many hours, but like literally it's crazy. It sells out every single day. And so we, uh, we rented it out for dinner and there was no pitch. It was just purely to celebrate to, for investors to meet each other, for potential investors to get to hear directly from investors. Hey, these guys are doing exactly what they say they're going to do. And that's, you know, that's a, a huge value for us is to have high integrity and, and to, uh, you know, to step up. And if we say we're going to do something, we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, a little, I mean, I, I, that's not even like a big thing to me. Like that was just like the right thing to do. Yeah. But relationships are the core. So if you're going to invest in anything, it should be the relationships and that trust and that long-term, you know, goodwill, so to speak. So I can certainly appreciate that. Uh, you know, from your all's investment perspective, obviously, from what I understand, you guys acquire 
office and retail assets across the United States. Is that correct? Correct. So, so what's the uh, what's the thesis there? So uh, the thesis is if we see something where at least 30% of the tenancy is triple B credit or higher. So it's a high credit tenant with more than five years of term on the lease. So a long-term lease. So high credit, long-term lease uh, with a large chunk of the tenancy in the actual property. And it's retail, office, or industrial. Okay. And what we do, what we're seeing is these types of properties often come on the market at somewhere between seven or an eight cap, somewhere in that range. In Austin, it might be a six and a half cap or in California or New York, but it's somewhere in that range. Um, and so what we do is our acquisitions department looks at between 800 and 1500 deals every week, which it's is crazy. a large, large, large volume of deals, yeah. but only a small percentage of those actually fit in the box that we play in, uh, being that high credit tenant with long-term lease. Um, and if it fits in the box, then we make an offer and we'll usually make an offer on a deal within 24 hours of it hitting the market. And then there's three things that we do that have been massively successful for us for winning deals. Uh, number one, instead of sending a letter of intent, we'll send a signed purchase contract. Okay, that's number one. That, that tells the ownership, hey, these guys are serious. Number two, to build on top of that, uh, we preemptively send them a list of references, a pretty long list, sellers, brokers, investors, you know, a pretty wide range of, of people. And we highly encourage them to call them and they will verify that, hey, HJH Investments, we do what we say we're gonna do. And then number three, uh, a lot of these properties happen to be geographically diverse. A lot of them happen to be in the Midwest, in Kansas, Missouri, Indiana, Iowa, Ohio. And so we promise the seller and the broker that we will be physically be on site within two weeks of being under contract. You know, because some people might tie up a property and not show up there until a month later and just waste everybody's time. We're, we're, we're indicating to the market, hey, we are serious, we move forward, we move very quickly, and we have processes in place to, uh, to go through due diligence on a pretty rapid basis. And so that's, uh, that's sort of the, the thesis that we have. Is, and so when things come out on the market in the seven, eight cap range, just as an example, we make offers in the nine and a half and 10 cap range. And then if you throw out enough offers, you're bound to find motivated seller. And so that's what we look for. We look for motivation. And that could be a whole range of different issues. It could be uh, a divorce, an inheritance. Um, a REIT recently um, sold us a deal at a major discount because they promised their investors that they would return their capital within a certain timeline. And that timeline had come up and it was time to sell. And so we were there ready to go and absorb that opportunity. So we do that on a very large volume and that has yielded, uh, I think in 2019, I believe we closed 11 deals worth around 82 million bucks. So almost every month, and that, that trend has continued into 2020, we're buying something new. In fact, we're closing on a deal today and then we're, ready, we're starting to raise capital. Thank you. Uh, we'll be starting to raise capital for our next deal on Monday. That's amazing. So what does that ratio look like? I mean, how many offers are going out before you're connecting? Um, it's about 16 offers a week and about one in 16 of those will actually go under contract and it could be a week or it could be a span, a span of two weeks. So it kind of depends on what's going on in the office where like today we're focused on closing. We're not, um, actually no, we're, our, our acquisitions department's probably making offers today too. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, that's sort of the ballpark. Love it. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of, a uh, lot of wisdom there. No LOI. You're sitting a signed purchase and sale agreement there. You're sending references. You're giving certainty to the seller that you are somebody who's not only has a great track record, but somebody who others would recommend doing business with. Right. You're promising to be on site within two weeks, which you're saying, Hey, look, this is going to be a timely transaction. We'll be there. Here's exactly when and we're gonna conduct the due diligence and here's what that looks like. So I think there's a lot of value in that, you know, folks can, you know, take a lot away from this because, you know, it's a tight market right now. How do you compete? How do you stand out? And uh, I think there's a lot there. So I really appreciate you going into detail with that. I'd be curious sure. to know just kind of overall, I know you mentioned three different asset classes. 
is there a theory in terms of uh, the attractiveness of one asset class over another that you guys have seen? Or are you pretty much well, flexible? Well, yeah. There? So high credit tenant with long-term leases being purchased at a nine cap or better, um, it means that it's already stabilized. It's already cash flowing on day one because we structure our deals where we'll pay an 8% annual uh, pref, but that gets paid out every month starting on month one. So we have to have that stability in order to be able to pay out that type of uh, cash flow to our investors. So the theory being, you know, if we buy something um, that's our, like we know to the penny exactly, you know, for a certain period of time, what kind of revenue, what kind of NOI we're gonna have, and we'll put some debt and leverage on the, on the property. And, you know, we'll push a nine or a 10% cap rate to 12 or 13, maybe even a 14% cash on cash return. And so we can easily pay eight and um, it, it, it works out. I mean, it's so far it's been going really great. That's awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you giving us a look behind the curtain there on what you guys are doing at HJH. And uh, definitely if you want to check out what they're doing, if you want to partner with them, we will put a link in the show notes uh, of their business there. And, you know, obviously they're doing great things. There's a great opportunity to partner with some phenomenal people, but I want to, I want to switch gears here just slightly, Ben. Uh, I want to talk more about you, man. I want to know, you know, as somebody who's such a high performer, somebody who's really kind of in a peak performance mode and who's having so much fun, I'd love to know, you know, what, what, what are some habits that you've consciously built in your life to be able to achieve so much? So habits, um, I think, uh, working out every day or at least five times a week is a really important value for me eating healthy. Um, I'll just point out, I think something that people don't talk a lot about is the importance of sleep. So try to get to bed somewhere in the 10 o'clock hour every day, but you know, that fluctuates. I agree with that especially when traveling. Um, I could take this opportunity to share about the, the gift, the rules about the gift of life. That'd be great. And I just want to make a mention on sleep real quick while you do that. I've got this aura ring here. I've just got this recently. I highly recommend this. If anybody is looking to kind of, you know, track their sleep and try to figure out how much deep sleep you're getting, how much REM sleep and NREM and all this stuff. I just read this book, Why We Sleep by this scientist and blew my mind. I thought like, oh, six hours is fine or five hours is fine, but it's not. I mean, you really need to give yourself a sleep opportunity of seven to nine hours and you need to really be doing that on a consistent basis. And you can't pay that debt either. So I think that's really interesting. So I really appreciate you bringing that up, but dive into educate elevate nation get some sleep that's right that's right all right so uh we talked about this a little bit before we got on air here i'm going to share with you something that i that i carry in my wallet every single day and it's titled the rules how to enjoy the gift of life and it's 10 very short little uh rules that i'm about to read to you that um i think about on a very very regular basis I picked this up from a a rabbi in Israel, as a matter of fact, uh, when I was there about a year and a half, two years ago. And I think these apply to everybody. So here, you ready for it? I'm ready. Here it goes. All right, number one, think appreciatively and gratefully. Number two, speak and act joyfully and kindly. Number three, always find the benefit and be patient. Number four, Strive for meaningful goals. Number five, see, hear, and feel yourself being the way you wish to be, joyfully self-confident and courageous. Number six, focus on solutions. Number seven, let challenges upgrade your character. Number eight, consistently access positive states as you recall your life's greatest highlights. Number nine, smile to all mirrors and to people who would appreciate it. I love that one. That's awesome. And number 10, ask yourself, what is the wisest thing to say and do right now? Keep upgrading, keep elevating. There wow, you that's powerful, man. I love that. What, which one of those speaks to you the most? Uh, I think the, uh, the smile to all mirrors and to people who would appreciate it, it's, it's the cheapest freest way to make a difference in someone's life and do it y'all you know just 
Sheldon's pretty teeth. My dad's a pediatric dentist, so that helped me a little. Yeah, you you got a little uh, step on us there. I love that. <laughs> so what about? I love the uh, I love the uh, what was the challenges one where he said uh, let them upgrade your life. Let upgrade challenges your upgrade your character. Upgrade your character. That one to me really kind of stood out as one oh, that's nice. like man, because we're all gonna have challenges, right? Every it's not easy, especially commercial real estate or building wealth or building a life without limits or elevating beyond your own surroundings. It's not easy, right? But it Absolutely. can upgrade your character, which is more worthwhile than anything, right? I'll add to that. And I just want to remind all of us, and this is like an obvious duh kind of thing. Social media is fake, yeah. guys. I, I mean, when people post, no one's posting the real shit that we, you know, we're all going through every day. And it's like, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm guilty of it too. I see someone that looks like they're living the perfect life. Not true. Nobody has a perfect life. Everyone's got issues and shit going on that's behind the scenes that no one talks about. And I just want to like kind of put that out there for Elevate Nation. Just remember that, you know, nothing's perfect. That's a good one. The comparison is a dangerous trap, you know, in social media, you know, you certainly want to use it. Don't let it use you because it can use you. And then all of a sudden you get into this comparison trap where it's like, man, my life sucks. And it's not true, like you said. So that's a really great reminder. I appreciate that. I love that. So what I would recommend Elevate Nation do is they go back and play that part again and pause between each and take notes, write that down, put that on your wall. Because what, what, was the, uh, what was the title of the top 10 there? The rules, how to enjoy the gift of life. How to enjoy the gift of life. I think the key there is a gift. Every day is a gift. And we have a gift to have this conversation. So I want to make sure that we serve Elevate Nation. We keep going here if you're up for it. Yeah, I'm ready. So talk to me about, you know, as, as we're talking about the gift of life, right? Every single day is a gift. How are you investing in yourself? Uh, you talked about education earlier. What types of education are you investing in? Um, so let's talk fun for a second. Okay. Um, <laughs> I like the Pri- priorities here. I like that. Um, so right now, I actually am learning how to play piano again. Wow. So I downloaded an app on my phone called Simply Piano. And I remember playing piano as a kid. And, you know, at some point I quit. And I've, I've always regretted that. I love piano. So I bought myself a keyboard and uh, every day I spend between five and 10 minutes. Uh, I'd say maybe like three or four times a week. Um, just playing, learn, you know, relearning, getting the muscle memory going. Uh, that's number one. Number two, I'm also learning Spanish right now. I've been using uh, an app called Duolingo. And um, just in between here and there, I'll open the app and just continue to build the vocabulary so that um, I just, I, you know, I live in Texas and I think it's a really important thing to have another language and, you know, to, to be able to speak. Um, so those are two fun things that I would share. And when it comes to educating commercial real estate, uh, obviously listening to this podcast is the most important thing, but also um, reading books and um, Audible and going to the Society of Exchange Counselor meetings and going a day early to sit and absorb lessons and, and, you know, education from people that are, um, you know, pretty further down the path than we are. Mm -hmm. Um, So I go to, every other month, pretty much, I'm going to a conference and and trying to get more education and all sorts of different topics. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of, kind of think about. It's funny how you said, hey, I want to talk about fun. And, um, you know, you can mix fun with education. You know, you can mix, you know, growing yourself with fun. Like it doesn't have to be this whole like, oh man, I'm so uncomfortable and I'm brutally like pissed off the whole time. It's cool to be able to learn like, all right, an instrument, let's learn a new language. Think about the development of your brain that then can, you know, support you and becoming more effective in your business as well as building relationships and having fun conversations like this. So I think you're doing all those things at once. So I think it's a great reminder for all of us. It's like, what fun things can you go learn how to do and how can that improve other areas of your life as well? So that was a great reminder. And you talked about those who are further down the path than you as well as like finding mentors in your life Mm -hmm. and people that can teach you things. Uh, Are there any specific mentors? You don't have to name them, you know, by name, Mm -hmm. perhaps in commercial real estate and otherwise that have been super instrumental in your life. Well, there's a motto that I learned back in high school that has stuck with me for a really long time. And it's 
it's better to copy genius than create mediocrity. Wow, that's good. And so um, I think about that a lot. I, and I'm not saying like, don't go out and create. I'm just saying if, it's, I guess if it ain't broke, don't fix it a little bit like that. But like I, uh, the, the syndication stuff, I didn't create any of this. I have learned it all from my partner, Corey, and from other mentors and other, and he's learned it from his mentors along the way. And I am a vessel to be able to, I'm blessed to be able to have this wisdom and I am a vessel for being able to share it. And I think I enjoy doing that as well. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, learning from family, from friends, from other real estate practitioners and uh, always trying to be more interested than interesting. Even though I know I'm talking on a podcast right now, I'm, I'm more um, in my life trying to be somebody that's listening, whether it be my clients or investors or just whatever, you know, people, I think, I think that's also a gift that we have is to be able not only to smile for free, but we can also listen to people for free. And I think that can be a very therapeutic, um, you know, process for other people. So that's I, awesome. I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of wisdom in that. Um, throughout your learning, is there anything that you've changed your mind on substantially lately? Hmm. That's a curveball question. I'll have it to is. think about that. I put one. you on this. I put you on the spot on that one. <laughs> the reason why I ask it is because, you know, I think sometimes when you learn something, you have to replace that thought, you know, that you held before that belief that you held before and change it in some degree at times. It's like, well, you know, like you mentioned earlier, it's like society is constantly telling me what I need to do, but now you're in a position where you can tell society what you're going to do. You're going to put, mm -hmm. you're going to plant your flag. So you changed your mind then. I'd be curious to know, is there anything else? Maybe there's not. I'm just curious. Nothing's ringing a bell right now. I'll no worries about that one. Come, we'll come back to us if you think of anything on that one. Okay, sure. Uh, talk to me about any failures. I mean, has there been any failures in your even 15 year commercial real estate career or prior to that that have really stood out to you as being sort of a monumental moment for you? Well, hopefully it doesn't sound too cliche, but there's no failures. There's just lessons learned along the way. Yep. And it sounds, I know it sounds cheesy, but I truly believe that. Um, yeah, I, um, it, we're, I have a real estate development project that I've been working on for about four or five years that is still ongoing. Um, we had uh, built some spec space that we thought would be absorbed super fast and it didn't. And we've gotten to the goal line many times with certain tenants, but it's still, uh, it's still only partially leased. Um, it's just kind of hanging in there by a string right now. We haven't lost any money on it, but um, it's challenging. It, there, there's some challenges there and some massive lessons learned. Um, and it's also, I guess, one of the factors that has uh, driven me to not want to do development anymore. And, and now I really, my eyes are open to the uh, benefits of buying existing stabilized assets. And, you know, we're looking to hit singles, you know, doubles, not, you know, triples and home runs, because there's a lot of risk that comes with that. And, you know, some of these bigger real estate developers, they make it look easy and it is not easy. Yeah. You know, and so um, eh, that's like a, in a nutshell, something that uh, I've definitely learned a lot from. And it's still ongoing. Are there one or two tactical lessons that you've learned there that you'd be able to share? Um, the most important person on a real estate development project is the civil engineer. And we had some um, really uh, big challenges with some errors that uh, our civil engineer um, caused that um, were very expensive, uh, painful lessons to learn. So did you just choose the wrong individual or the wrong company for that? Or you I think, think so? Yeah. 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 Any other painful lessons that kind of stick out from that? Um, uh, I, I don't know how to answer this, but deal structure, you know, making sure the deal is structured in the right way for the right deal. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a whole other conversation. But yeah. um, I think there were some, some challenges with how a certain deal was structured yeah that, um put pressure on the deal that didn't necessarily have to be that way. so maybe both of these items one you know choosing the right team members comes down to references interviewing a lot of different folks and 
kind of going to, you know, yeah, it wasn't, it actually, no, it wasn't a people issue. It was just the way that the deal was structured. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. Okay. Love it. So talk to me. I want to fast forward just slightly here and we've only got a short time left and I really appreciate you taking time. This is a, this is a ton of fun, but I'd love to know, uh, you know, what goals are you kind of striving for that are making you feel a little bit inspired right now? So first and foremost, I, like I said, I am truly having a lot of fun uh, raising capital for real estate syndications. Uh, We did around $82 million worth of acquisitions in 2019. We're aiming for about 150 million uh, in 2020. So just uh, that, that trickles down to meaning I get to build a lot of relationships. I get to teach a lot of people about our world and, um, I'm having fun. I really am having fun. So like every day I get to go out and do this. And luckily people are generally, generally and genuinely interested in what I'm doing. So it's, I typically have an audience to share with them about what we're doing. And um, so, yeah, so that um, that's pretty fun on a personal level. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to, uh, to work out every day and get, you know, getting, get to a, a weight that I'm looking to, to be at. I'm almost pretty much there. Um, from a travel perspective, I am going to be, I joined a, um, a Jewish leadership group and uh, we're actually going out to a Latvia and uh, France here in uh, next month in March. And so we uh, will be helping out some, doing some volunteer work and helping people out in other parts of the world. And so, um, Hopefully uh, the coronavirus is dead by the time this uh, podcast comes out and there won't be any issues with our travels. Um, so uh, yeah, those are some of the, the things that, that I'm working on. And um, I have a goal that uh, I try to host a, uh, a Shabbat dinner or a Friday night dinner once a month. And so I luckily I'm, I'm hosting that tonight. As a matter of fact, it's Friday tonight. Nice. And just um, bringing people together somewhere in like the 10 or 12 people range just, uh, I, I, I have a meal that I like to cook and uh, just, you know, taking a moment uh, one time a week. When they come over to my house, I request that they um, try as best as they can to not talk about or think about work mm. and that we should just be present and be together, have, you know, meaningful conversations over, you know, over a meal and just be present because it's so easy to be thinking about all the junk that happened this past week and the stress and this and that, or what's coming next week and what is stressful about what's coming down the pipeline next week. But like, Hey, listen, that was then that's then let's focus on now. Right. Cause it's so easy to just forget that, but like, let's take a moment be intentional about being present. There's a ton of value in just doing that, you know, at all times, if you can, it's not easy to do. No, no, it's not. But, Building that into your life is a great, um, you know, great thought for all of us, really. It's like, how can we put this on the schedule? Maybe it's once a month. Maybe we move to once a week and we kind of bring a group of friends in to hold each other accountable. It's like, hey, look, I know we've all got a lot going on, but let's just be here with each other right now, which is what we're doing, man. That's awesome. Amen. This is fun, man. Uh, you're, you're a lot of fun. And uh, I want to transition into our rapid fire section. Oh, boy. Uh, so it's called the Rare Air Questionnaire. Elevate Nation knows it's like, man, we just scaled the mountaintop and we've got several more mountaintops to go. And uh, we're inspired by this. And most people gave up, but we didn't. We're going to continue to push through. We're going to continue to expand our limits here. So, so Ben, tell me, we were talking slightly about books before the show started. Um, and I know you, you've got some personal relationships there with some amazing authors. But I'd love mm-hmm. to know, um, you know, has there been, you know, one or two uh, impactful books that you've read that have really kind of changed the course of your life? Uh, I would first mention uh, Gary Keller's The One Thing. That was a game changer for us. Uh, it was a game changer for my business partner, Corey, to really focus. Um, and it has, uh, it's been the best thing that I've ever done to let let a lot, a lot of the, let the brokerage go and the development and some other investing and all that kind of stuff just to focus on commercial real estate syndication. So that um, I would highly recommend that book. Uh, you'll, if you follow the rules, you un- 100% will have extraordinary results. So let's go Elevate Nation. Uh, the other book that um, I don't know if people talk about much on the show, um, it would be uh, Victor Frankl's uh, oh, yeah. Man's Search for Meaning. Yep. And that, um, 
that book is deep and I, yes, I'm not is. able to get into it so much, but I would highly recommend uh, that if people are finding that they're having struggles or challenges or it, it's just a mindset shift that, um, you know, Victor was able to you know, survive the Holocaust, which is not a topic that's fun or that anybody really wants to talk about, but it's real stuff and um, it's applicable in today's world as well. So uh, I'd say those are probably my two favorite books to mention. Yeah, those are both amazing books. And I think it's a little bit of a clue. And Tony Robbins says the top most impactful book he ever read was A Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. So if you have oh, really, read, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that and uh, As a Man Thinketh, I believe is the other book that he says is, uh, you know, one of the most impactful as well. But uh, I love that. I, I mean, if you haven't read those books, I highly you, you need to go to Amazon right now and get them at, or Audible or wherever you get your books. I mean, pick them up and and uh, soak that in. That's amazing. So talk to me. We've, we, we've said so many things. You've, you've told us so many ways that you've done this, but I'd be curious to know, beside what we've talked about, what's the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis? Um, so, you know, I think I get a lot of personal joy surrounding myself with amazing friends and family. Um, so I'd recommend people do that. Uh, also colleagues. I, I'm actually in a real estate a co-working space here in downtown Austin because the rest of my team is actually based in Wichita, Kansas, and just really uh, blessed and honored to be around some amazing uh, thought leaders here in downtown Austin. Um, just, you know, eating healthy. I, uh, I cut back. I love, love steaks and red meat. I cut back to not, I mean, I might have that once a week. Um, I'm not saying I'm a vegan. I'm not even advocating for it, but I have watched some of those documentaries and whatnot. And I have, but besides that, like I listen to my body and I think there's probably a lot of truth to, um, not eating, you know, meats and stuff like that. And it's clear that you can get your proteins from non-meat, uh, products. And, and no, I am not advocating for veganism. That's not who I am. I'm just saying that it's kind of what's worked for me, to be honest. Yeah, but listening to your body is probably the right answer there, right? Are yeah. there any uh, any resources you would point Elevate Nation to to help them better understand their body and what's right for them? Uh, there's some pretty uh, compelling documentaries on Netflix. You know, flip around there. I just got introduced to Wim Hof and the benefits of breathing and, and cold water, which yes. is painful, but like, yeah, now I like turn the shower to cold for as long as I possibly can at the end. And uh, it's invigorating and it's actually a really great way to start the day. And um, I'm sure there's a lot of scientific benefits that someone smarter than me can explain. I yeah. just, I have learned to listen to my body and I know that those are things that make me feel good. That's awesome, man. So while you're surrounding yourself with so many other friends, family members, colleagues, what's the best way that you elevate others on a daily basis? Um, I, I like to, I do mentor quite a bit, a little bit more and more now, now that like I'm kind of putting myself out there. Um, I think this world of podcasting is new to me um, and being able to share what I have and having more confidence to be able to share it. Like I, I probably wouldn't have been able to have this conversation six or 12 months ago, uh, or maybe a little bit longer, but um, just feeling good about what I'm up to. And it's like, you know, not, no, no one knows the answer to everything, you know, but you got to take risk and yeah. you got to kind of put yourself out there. And um, some, most of the time it works, sometimes it doesn't, but shake it off and just keep moving forward. Keep elevating. Yeah. Keep moving forward, keep elevating, keep smiling, keep having fun, man. This is, this is a blast, uh, Ben. I really, really appreciate you being on the show. And uh, tell the listeners how they can stay, you know, engaged with what you're doing. So I was going to first mention that little list about how to enjoy the gift of life. That was actually the first Instagram post I ever did about a year, year and a half ago. You can find me at Benton Kogut. Let me spell my last name because it's a little strange. K-O-G-U-T. So find me on Instagram, find me on LinkedIn, whatever. Like I'm on all those things. Um, and um, yeah, just, you know, love connecting with people, happy to share uh, what we're doing. And, and of course, would love to, to meet with more investors who are looking to uh, get involved in commercial real estate. That's awesome. And I want to make a mention that you can actually, you have an opportunity to join the HJH investor list. 
uh, mm-hmm. the shortlist to access a new syndication deal every month. So I definitely want to plug that and make sure that you're aware right. of those opportunities where you can invest alongside of some great people, people who are willing to have some fun. Maybe you'll even find them at uh, Franklin's Barbecue there in <laughs> yeah. Austin, Texas, which I'd love to uh, love to see that invite in my, uh, you know, in my mailbox someday as well. For so sure. uh, and definitely you want to be on the lookout for the real estate niche show, which is coming out soon. And I know he's doing great things there. I've seen the logo. It's amazing. Uh, so you can only imagine what the content's going to be like. So, so you know, I really want to encourage you to re-listen to the show because there's a lot here. And as we mentioned, you know, you've got so many nuggets of wisdom. You want to take notes there. Repetition is key because, you know what, you can learn some more things that you maybe weren't aware of the first time you listen. I know I always re-listen to these shows and I always get some, you know, some new takeaways, some new insights. But beyond that, it's about taking massive action, right? You got to brainstorm, you got to prioritize, you got to put it on the schedule, find leverage, find a mentor, find an accountability partner and execute, but then course correct because you're going to make mistakes. You're going to have failures, as we say, what's really not a failure. It's just a learning lesson. It's an opportunity to learn. And so, you know, overall, you want to share this with a friend, share this show with someone else, help somebody else pay it forward. And uh, with that said, Ben, thank you so much again for being on the show. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Elevate Nation, for hanging in there, listening to me. Would love to connect with each of you and, and definitely continue to subscribe. And if I can ever be a resource for anybody out there, I'm happy to, uh, to help. Absolutely. And Elevate Nation, thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next time. This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital, a real estate investment firm formed by myself and my partner, Brian Flaherty, where we invest in multifamily real estate communities across the Southeast United States. If you'd like to learn more about our approach, our mission, our acquisition criteria, and how you can learn more about future opportunities, visit cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit tylerchesser.com.